0: Just going out uh, from there. And when you think about it, I'm not going to reread all, all of that um, and, and dick, go back and, and revisit all of that. But when you think about that argument and the reality of all of that, it does beg a lot of questions. And it does force one to think just a little bit. And is a powerful, powerful apologetic, a powerful defense of and pointing towards the reality of the resurrection and the historicity of, of the gospel accounts. So some of you right now might just be thinking along these lines. Well, you know, that kind of, that kind of makes sense. I, I see the logic. I see the logic of where, or of where you're going with this. Those things, those trends, couldn't, uh, none of those things could have just happened. You couldn't have those strong trend lines just all of a sudden make a sharp turn all at once. For nothing, for no reason whatsoever, there has to be a reason, there has to be an explanation. And Easter surely must be it when you start to really delve down into it. Easter must have been what made the difference. But here's the question that maybe some of you are also asking at this point. I get how there could be an Easter effect in the global, big-picture timeline of events. But could there be an Easter effect in my life? Could something like that happen in me, in my own personal timeline? That's a really good question. That's a really good question, and it is very, very, very worth asking, and the answer is yes, absolutely, absolutely. If you have a Bible, I'd ask you to turn with me now to John's gospel. It would really be wise of us at this point to go into one of the the historical accounts that we have, uh, one of the four, and we're going to look at John's account, John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. This is John's account of those events on that first Easter Sunday morning. John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Hear now the Word of God. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, Jesus said to her, "'Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. I am, Go, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God.' Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, "'I have seen the Lord,' and that He had said these things to her.'" Let's pray together for a moment. O Lord Jesus, would You please put us there? Oh, would you put us there as the sun is rising in the east, as the shadows are fleeing, as light is dawning, as understanding is coming, as the surprise is beginning to settle in. Oh, would you please put us there that morning? Help us see, help us to hear, and we pray that you'd help us to move. Oh, would you move us, oh, would you help us, not just to see with our eyes, but indeed to be changed, to be changed, surely as these people certainly, slowly but surely would, would you help us to be changed. And we pray this in your name, amen. Again, as I said earlier, that traditional greeting on Easter morning, you know this, is Christ is risen, the people then follow, He is risen indeed. They are words, words of wonder. Words of of celebration, words actually that, that echo the announcement that the angels themselves spoke that morning to the first witnesses as recorded in the other accounts. Still yet there are, if we're honest, hurdles to our wonder that need to be climbed. There are obstacles to our celebration that need to be torn down. At least two. One would be definitions. It's actually a very simple one. Our definitions. Some might tell you that what this text, what the church really, really meant was when, it, when the Bible speaks of resurrection, what it has to do is well, you know, Jesus' ideas and, and um, his teaching, because he was so good lives on today as we remember Him, as we think about Him. And and that's what we mean by... No, 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 no. When the Bible speaks of resurrection, it means a dead man got up and walked. It means that three days after He was nailed upon a cross, there within that tomb, just in the very early, early morning hours... His heart began to beat and blood began to course through his veins and his lungs filled with air and a finger twitched and an eye moved and he sat up, he stirred, he stood up and walked out. That's resurrection. That's what the early church knew and believed. So let's be clear on our definitions. That's obstacle and hurdle number one. That's a bit easier to deal with than obstacle number two. Obstacle number two is not so much about definitions. Obstacle number two has to do with assumptions, with preconceptions that we bring to the table when we think about such things as, oh, shall I say, miracles. We think, well, I've never seen one, so they can't be real. Well, come on, you want to push that to the wall? That's, that doesn't have very strong legs, but, but doesn't science rule out the idea, the possibility of, of a miracle? I mean, we're, we're a sophisticated people, aren't we? It doesn't allow for this sort of thing. Oh, hold on, hold on. What is the role of science? Isn't the role, the proper role of science to look at a thing, to assess how it came about the causes and effect in, in the natural order of things, and then come up with some explanation and an under, have an understanding as to, well, this is how things normally happen under normal circumstances. Yeah, that's roughly. That's a layman's explanation as to how science is intended to work. And by the way, science, carried out that way, is a tremendous gift. Some of us are alive right now this morning, sitting in your seats and breathing because of medical science, discoveries made. Goodness, folks, we've got a, a, a probe up on Mars right now that's about to send out a little, a little drone, basically, because of science. Science, rightly understood, rightly carried out, as it runs in its lane is a gift, But science is not meant to go over here and say, well, let's talk now about the supernatural. That's not really in its lane. It's not really meant to address matters of, of events that come in from outside the system. Like this. Like a miracle. Like an exception. Frankly, a lot of folks who are struggling with this sort of thing, will admit and have gone on record as just saying, you know, really, it's basically my faith position. I don't believe this would happen because it can't. And it's because I believe it can't that I now have to say it won't. Or sometimes it's maybe not so much a faith position, sometimes it has to do with the frightening implications Because, you know, if this happened, and if miracles are real, and then you think about, oh, my goodness, oh, spit, the implications of that can be frightening, depending on where you stand. I've got good news for you. There are implications, but they are not all frightening. There are implications to this and what we just read from John 20, but they don't have to be frightening. Again, the message here is Christ is risen. Christ is risen, and this is a message for us all, for us all here this morning, for the doubting, for the dismissed, and the despairing, which I think probably covers everybody in the room right somewhere somewhere in that little spectrum the doubting the dismissed and the despairing there's something here for us all let's look at it so first for the doubting i don't know if god even exists i'm not even sure okay let's talk the common assertion that's oftentimes made and approaching this sort of thing and in easter sunday in particular is goes like this it was a conspiracy It was a conspiracy. Uh, Look, I get it. The historians, even the the, the non-believing secular historians, are all in agreement. Yes, Jesus was an historical figure. Yes, there was a Jesus who came up from Nazareth. It's true. But, and this is how the assertion goes, this is where the conspiracy claim comes in, but after he died, and we can talk about that, but after he died, his followers hijacked his teaching and his movement and added all this supernatural mumbo-jumbo as a power play, as a way to assert themselves and insert themselves into the culture. Okay, let's go with that for just a minute. Let's just assume that's true. Do you not have to have credible sources to back up that claim? Yeah, you would. Do you have it? Not really. The early church, if that's the way it went down, did a pretty miserable job in coming up with credible sources for a claim like that. Here's what I mean. Let's look at the disciples. Just think about what we just read, just from John 20. The other, the other uh, accounts bear this out as well. The disciples, how do they come off? How well do they come off? They come off as scared and skeptical and very slow to grasp anything, right? It doesn't exactly sound like this was something just made up as a power play, when your leaders look like that. Okay, but who gets it? Who's the one person on the scene who, to some degree, seems to understand what's going on? Mary Magdalene, Mary of Magdala, that's what that means. Mary of Magdala. You know when the first time is we hear of Mary of Magdala? It's not actually in the resurrection accounts. It's before that. If you want to keep your thumb in John 20, Luke chapter 8 is the account of where we first hear of Mary of Magdala. Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. Soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. Okay, your first witness is a former demoniac. Not just that, please don't throw anything at me. Not just that, she's a woman. Now, in that culture, you need to understand this. In that culture, how women were regarded as just, just unreliable. Their witness inadmissible in a court of law. And yet, Mary of Magdala today is known as, by historians, the Apostle to the Apostles, the first herald of the Easter resurrection news. This actually was one of the first points of pushback in the ancient age of the church. This was fuel for the critics to say, you see, this is why this Christianity thing is bogus. The first witnesses were women. This was actually, we have records of this. This was used by critics against the ancient church. Fuel for their fire. Okay, why make it up this way? Why write it down this way Unless it happened this way, and you're committed to the truth. Hmm. Maybe that's what's going on. Friends, this is just one little rock. What I've just put in front of you is just one little stone in a mountain of evidence that we could talk about. We could go all afternoon and talk about the mountain of evidence for the historicity of these accounts and how we know this actually happened. Christ is risen. This is a message for us all. It's the point. Christ is risen. It's a message for us all, including you and I in our doubts. And we see it right here in John 20. Right here in John 20 and how it's presented to us. But not just that, this is a message for the dismissed, for the rejected, um, for the cast off. I've already mentioned uh, how women were regarded in that day. Uh, we have a lot of other examples in the gospel accounts of how Jesus engaged with the women around Him. Let me just give you some ex- quick examples. The Samaritan woman at the well. The widow of Nain. The bleeding woman in Capernaum, Mary and Martha, his own mother. How Jesus, and I could go on, how Jesus engaged with these women was was just unheard of in his day. In fact, it was actually scandalous in the eyes of many. Really quite striking. A A lot is coming out right now, and well, it should. The historical impact that Jesus' treatment of the women around Him, the influence that that had, alluded to it already in the Easter effect. Men at the time were regarded, at least by themselves, as superior. Women, objects. Today, we know that's ridiculous. That we all have equal standing in dignity and worth. Here's the question. Where did that come from? Friends, it was not from the age of enlightenment. It was not crafted by Thomas Jefferson. It's the Bible. And Jesus is bringing it to light. How he treats those who have been dismissed. And it's not just, it just, didn't just stop with the women around him. But those, all kinds, all kinds of other folks. Children. Jesus didn't dismiss them. He delighted in their coming. Invited them into His arms. Outcasts. Others. The blind. The lame. Lepers. Tax collectors and sinners, as they were referred to, lumped together there. Why? Because Jesus Sees, not just saw, sees, sees every human being as made in the image of God and therefore of infinite worth and value. Every single person, everyone you've ever known and ever will, including you, including you. It doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what they've said about you. This is how He sees you. This is a message for all of us. Christ is risen. This is a message for all of us. The doubting... And the dismissed. And not just that. There's one more. The despairing. Those who just feel like they're on the, at the end of their rope have got nothing left. And nowhere to go. The hopeless. Jesus, we see it here in John 20, comes in the dark. He comes in the dark. John really wants us to get that. Jesus comes in. In the dark. Now, yes, of course, the reference that you see there in the beginning of the account, of course, it's, it is a reference to the time of day. Yes, it's dawn. The sun is just coming up. It's very early. But in John's writing, when he refers to the darkness, to night, he oftentimes means two things. He, there's a physical meaning and a spiritual meaning, both at the same time often. Even when we, say, when we may think of night, it has a dark connotation, right? John's a, he's doing the same thing here. When, when Jesus comes and it's, it's dark, it's a time, clearly, of misunderstanding, of, of confusion and spiritual oppression and death. I mean, what do we read here? Just look, go back and look with me at verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And actually, I should just say, it's worth, you can go back and reread this in the account and just in chapter 20, nine times, John uses the word tomb, nine times in just the, that, 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 uh, that paragraph. He's really trying to press something, get get something across to us. What What are we learning here? That Jesus, when he comes, when he shows up, he disrupts the darkness. He comes into the darkness and disrupts the darkness. Something else. He comes into a garden. He comes to a garden. John wants us to see this as well. If you go back and you look at chapter 19, verse 41, now in the place where He was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid, and then skipping down to chapter 20, verse 15, he brings it up again. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing Him to be the gardener. Um... What's, uh, what do you think of when you think of a garden? What, what is a garden? A garden is a well-watered place set aside intended for the cultivation of life. And as an image, it conveys provision and beauty and abundance and satisfaction of what we're looking for. When is the first time we read of a man and a woman standing in a garden in the Bible? Eden. It is no coincidence that when things begin to be set right, hearkening back to where they went wrong, that you have a man and a woman standing in a garden. Paul tells us, in fact, that Jesus is the second, the final Adam. Let me read you this series of contrasts. One commentator put it this way. The first Adam yielded to temptation in a garden. The last Adam beat temptation in a garden. The first man, Adam, sought to become like God. The last Adam was God who became a man. The first Adam was naked and received clothes. The last Adam had clothes but was stripped. The first Adam tasted death from a tree. The last Adam tasted death on a tree. The first Adam hid his face from the hid from the face of God, while the last Adam begged God not to hide his face. The first Adam blamed his wife, while the last Adam took the blame for his wife. The first Adam earned thorns, the last Adam wore thorns. The first Adam gained a wife when God opened man's side, but the last Adam gained a wife when God opened God's side." Man opened God's side. The first Adam brought a curse. The last Adam became a curse. While the first Adam fell by listening when the serpent said, Take and eat, the last Adam told his followers, Take and eat, this is my body. It all started in a garden. It all started in a garden, and Jesus comes to make it right in a garden. And by the way, the book of Revelation and all the prophets tell us that that's where we're heading, to a garden city. Easter is the dawn of hope. Easter is the dawn of hope. It is where the new beginning cracks into the skyline. It's it's where the, the, the promise is made and realized that one day everything sad is going to come untrue. Friends, this is a message For us all, the doubting, the dismissed, and the despairing. It's a message for every one of us, for every one of us here. Let's pray together. Lord, there could be no better news. All our fears, with the news that Christ is risen, all our fears have been banished. All our hopes have been realized. All that has been lost, we know ultimately in a beautiful, fulfilling way, will be regained. The power of sin and Satan and death have been broken, vanquished, defeated, the serpent's head trampled under your heel. Already, Easter has come. The light has dawned. We await the full light, but it has come. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Make us Easter people, moving into Easter Monday. And pray this in your name. Amen.